You're listening to the Bread of Life podcast featuring my latest teachings from the Word of God. The Word is truth and life to those who find Him, and Jesus is ready to be found. Delight yourself in the Lord. I want to talk to you today about the number of ways in which we can be a delight in the Lord. You see, a number of biblical characters have proven that they were a delight in the Lord. And we're going to have a look at this. But first, what is it to be a delight in the Lord? I believe it is to be one who is pleasing to God. To be one whose lifestyle is pleasing to God. To be one whose actions please God. God takes great delight in one who pleases him. Amen. I want to first start off by speaking about faith. The Bible says that faith pleases God. And we can see this. We can check this in the Hebrews, Hebrews 11. I believe it's verse 6. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. It's impossible to please him. He says that those who come to him must believe that he is. You see, God wants us to know who he is. God wants us to know who he is and he is God to us in so many different ways. I think one of the greatest things that we could possess in this world and we could possess in this lifetime, it's not wealth, it's, it's not prophecy, it's not tongues, it's not ministerial gifts. It's, I think one of the greatest things we could possess is the knowledge of God. It's having that knowledge of God and, and who he is. The Bible says that he is Alpha and he is Omega. The Bible says that he is healer, he is deliverer. He is the God of Israel. He is the everlasting Father. He is the mighty God, the Prince of Peace. Who is God? God is so much more than I can even explain to you on this podcast. He is so much more. He wants us to know who he is. And having that faith in who he is, the Bible says it pleases God. It is impossible without this faith in who he is to please him. I think if we are to please God in any area of our lives, it is first to understand this. It is first to have this knowledge of who God is and represents himself to us in different ways, in different seasons of our lives. Many generations have come and gone and have not possessed this. They have not possessed this knowledge of who he is. I believe that if many of us could understand this and grasp this, a lot of worries and troubles and that which burden us would be uplifted because we would understand that the God of all creation is first father and so he provides for us. And so our worries won't be in what our hand could do, but our face would then be to God and his provision. Amen. We please God with our faith, our faith in him, our faith in knowing he is who he says he is. He will do what he said that he would do. And knowing that his word is true and pure and it will not fail. It will not fail. Jesus says to the centurion man, I have not seen such great a faith as this 
in all Israel to know that you believe if I only just send this word, your servant will be healed. Such great a faith in me, Jesus said, I have not seen. You see, we please God with our faith. And that faith is faith in who he is. One of the other ways in which we can please God is through obedience. You see, the Bible says that Enoch pleased God. It says it there in Hebrews, Hebrews 11. It says that Enoch pleased God. The Bible also says that Enoch walked with God. He walked in his ways. He walked in obedience to God. He followed his commandments and thus he pleased God. Walking with someone tells me also that you share something in common. There is something common between the two of you. And so it then tells me that he liked what God liked and he disliked what God disliked and he did according to what God liked and he refused and abhorred himself from that which God did not like. And in doing so, he pleased God. You see, our obedience pleases God. Amen. And we can see this also when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. The Bible says that as he came out of the water, a voice from heaven came out and said, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And you may ask, well, what provoked God to say this? Because a few verses before we get to understand that Jesus wanted John to baptize him. And John at first refused. You know, he said that if anyone was to be baptized, it would be you baptizing me. But Jesus said, let it be done so that we can fulfill all righteousness. We can do that which is right and that which is right by the Father. You see, something may look one way, and although it may sound and look good, if it is not according to the will of God, it will profit for nothing. If it is not according to the will of God, it is not righteous. Although it may look good, it is not righteous in the sight of God. And so it will not please him. And in order to please the Father, Jesus said, suffer it to be so now. And John agreed. And at that point in time, the voice from heaven came and said, this is my beloved son. I am pleased. Pleased in what? Pleased in his obedience to follow that which I have said. Amen. I want to draw your attention also to John 8. Amen. The Bible mentions something which I ask that this will be written on my heart, you know, because it's so profound. Jesus is there talking to the people. And he says, God does not leave me. He's saying that God is always with me because I always do that which pleases him. Because of the obedience in that which Jesus does day in, day out, he says that God does not leave me. He says, I am not alone because I always do, do, do is that which is he performs. He says, I always do that which pleases him. You see, when we please God in our obedience, it draws him near. It draws him near. It invites him in. Oh, when we take the light in the Lord, it invites him in. Jesus said, I am never alone. 
Is this not comforting to know that as long as we please God, he will always be with us? Amen. The last point I want to draw your attention to is righteousness. You see, performing that which is right in the sight of God pleases God. Our righteousness pleases God. And it sounds so simple, yet many of us fail to do this because we want to do our own will. Our own will may be that which is not right before God. And so we miss this. We miss this. Our own will is that which will satisfy us and please us. And so we miss this. In satisfying the will of God is doing that which is right before him and then it pleases him. Amen. But I want to draw narrow. I want to go narrow into this and I want to pinpoint on the fact of righteousness in perspective of having a contrite heart. You see, David said that, you know, God does not delight in sacrifices, but he delights in a contrite heart, a heart that is repentant before him, a heart that is willing and able to turn from wicked ways, from wrongdoings, and to turn to him. The Bible says he delights in this. He delights in this. And whereas obedience draws us closer to God, as we just saw, a contrite heart draws us closer to God also. Because an unforgiving heart, a heart that is consumed by sin, separates us from God. But a contrite heart unites us to God. Amen. I want to now draw your attention to Psalms 147, 10 to 11. It reads, He delighted not in the strength of the horse. He taketh not the pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him, in those that hope in his mercy. Amen. The Lord taketh not pleasure in the strength of a man. He taketh not pleasure in the strength of that which you used to assist you in your doings. He takes pleasure in those that trust him. Amen. The Lord delights in those that trust him. When we trust the Lord, it is his delight. It is not his delight when we trust in man, when we trust in our own strength, when we trust in our own arm. It's not the delight of the Lord, but it's when we lean on him. It's when we put our hope in him. It's when we Put our hope in his mercy. This is us delighting ourselves in the Lord. The Lord takes not delight in when we worry. Worry is the absence of our trust in God. And when we worry about tomorrow, it's not us putting our trust in him. He takes not delight in such things. He takes not delight when we worry about the clothes we are going to wear, when we worry about the food we are going to eat later that day, perhaps, or even the next day. The Lord takes his delight when we put all our trust in him and our trust in him alone, our trust in him to fix a thing, our trust in him to rescue us out of a thing, our trust in him to pull our feet from the net, our trust in him knowing that if he does not help us, we are helpless. I believe the Lord delights knowing that we know that he is all we need. Amen. 
You see, there's a peace that comes when we trust God. And there's a handing over, there's a transaction that is made. We hand over to him our insecurities. We hand over to him that which we lack. And in that transaction, he gives us a peace. A peace that the world does not know, but a peace given to us knowing that all is well. Those who hope in his mercy, (laughs) those who know that they are nothing without him, those who know that they are a wretch without him, those who hope in his mercy and his mercy alone, those who rest upon the mercies that rise it every morning as the sun rises, those who rest upon his mercies are those who delight in the Lord. Amen. There's a famous scripture, popular scripture, which most of us know. I just want to point this out. I think it's worthy enough to be pointed out. I think it's relevant enough to make a note of. It's Psalm 37, 23. It says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The steps of a good man are established by the Lord and he, the Lord, delights, delights in his way. Amen. The Bible says the steps of a good man, this good man is the righteous man, the godly man. The steps of a righteous man are established by the Lord and the Lord delights in the way in which he takes. The way in which the Lord sets him on, the way in which the Lord directs him, if he obeys that way, the Bible says the Lord then delights in that way. (laughs) This is fascinating to me because the Lord delights in his will. The Lord delights in his will. He delights in that which he tells us to do. And if we are obedient enough to follow that which he does, he looks at us as a righteous people, as an obedient people. And the Bible says that he delights in that way in which he has told us. <laughs> Isn't this lovely? I mean, obedience pleases God. Amen. Righteousness pleases God. Doing the will of God pleases him. Amen. I pray that we all come to the state whereas the Lord can look down and say, ah, this one I delight in her way, in the way in which I have told her to take, in the steps which I have told her to take, I delight in her way. In the book of Psalms, Psalms 18, David says something uh, quite delightful, to be honest. It says, he brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. He says, the Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, have he recompensed me. Amen. David said that he delivered me because he delighted in me. Because of the delight of the Lord, deliverance was sure. Because of David's righteousness before the Lord and his hands being clean before the Lord, deliverance was sure. Because David delighted in the Lord, he pleased the Lord to a state that when David cried unto the Lord, his voice, his cry was heard from God in his temple and he delivered him. Amen. Our righteousness pleases God. Now let's take a look at the three subjects we just spoke about. They are faith, obedience and righteousness. Amen. Now these are the three keys in which we can use to delight ourselves in the Lord. And when we activate these keys, it means that the joy of the Lord is upon us. 
Amen. Because he becomes so pleased in what we do, in what we say, in how we act, that there's a joy that comes upon the Lord that overflows even into our lives to the point that even others can see it. And others will call us blessed. And others will see a light that shines from us because it originates from the joy of the Lord. Amen. You see, God is a good God. He is good in all his ways. And there's nothing more than I would want to do than to please him, than to be right by him. And if I can take upon myself these three keys to please him in my ways, not only does it bring him joy, but it brings me joy also. Thank you for listening to the Bread of Life podcast. Visit our website, nomoreblind.com for more information regarding this podcast and many others. Share this message with your friends and family and help us spread the word of God, which restores our soul. Until next time, remember, the grass may wither and the flower may fade, but the word of God will never change.